Welcome to Talk 30 to Me, a show where we talk about the perspective of 30-somethings on life, love, and the never-ending pursuit of fulfillment. My name is Anthony, but most people just call me Turg. And I'm Randy Z. Let's start the show. All right, so welcome everyone to episode four of Talk Theory to Me. We're here. We're back. It's April. I know. We actually missed a couple weeks. We're a little behind. Uh, scheduling has been crazy trying to make this happen. Life does interfere a lot. Your life does. particularly right yeah, now. It does. My life is, has uh, really devolved into chaos at this point, and it's... Not fun, but you know what? We have to endure and we have to pull through and push through and do what we need to do to secure a brighter future. Hey, we we know this is part of the 30s. Yeah. I was going to ask, though, what, what is it that's been keeping you so preoccupied? Everything. <laughs> what is everything? <laughs> well, still studying for the GMAT. Yes. Juggling family, career. My boss just got fired, but big boss just got fired so there's a lot of slack that needs to be picked up at work a lot of slack that needs to be picked up in my personal life and anyone who's ever studied for a standardized exam can really attest to the fact that those things are nightmares so it's not fun studying for that kind of thing but again you got to look at the light at the end of the tunnel and realize that this is all for a good reason yeah i wouldn't know because i just actually woke up and went to my gre so I didn't, I didn't really prepare for it. I was thinking about that this morning, actually this afternoon. Um, and I remember in high school how I just woke up and went to the SAT and everyone yeah. had prep books and all that. And I was like, oh, I got a 1280 on my SAT and I didn't study a minute. <laughs> and now I'm struggling through the GMAT, which I, is like an SAT on steroids. I actually tell, I was telling our guest earlier, I told, no, I didn't tell. I took my SAT after my freshman year and I was like, mm, that's good enough. Never, never mess with it again. What did you get? I didn't even crack a thousand. It was like nine eighty. Oof. Yeah, but I mean, you know, when you're a freshman, that's like, I didn't take anything that I was supposed to have taken. So it's. How'd you get into college? Because I could swing a bat. <laughs> oh, that's right. See, it's always that that element that always throws me off. So now, I'm applying to a fully employed MBA program now. People always ask me, "Is that is that like Extension Center?" No, it's it's UCLA. You know, UCLA has a program, and UCLA is really the only school I'm applying to. But they have a program as well as a lot of other schools have a fully employed program to accommodate, you know, busy people's schedules. I'm thinking that I have a better chance of getting into a program like that primarily because I have experience and established myself. But I'm hoping the GMAT score doesn't have a lot to do with it. If you can, t- if you can't tell by now, I'm pretty down <laughs> because I'm not doing so hot. Yeah, it's it's been rough, man. It's been rough talking to you for the last couple weeks trying to plan this because you're just I, I feel I'm engulfed. It. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, every other every other word in your messages are well. Okay, well, it's taken away from my testing. It's uh, well, I I gotta I gotta get fifty more questions in. So they tell you to do practice exams to gauge your your I guess progress. And all my practice exams have been so sporadic. So it's kind of gotten me. It's kept me focused on the fact that I suck, or maybe I don't. And I'm just being really hard on myself. I don't know. I won't be able to tell until I take the test. But how yeah. much longer do we have to endure this? 21st 21st so we got a couple weeks okay not can, too long i can live with that you're you're a good wife <laughs> oh wow i say that to my wife all the time you're a good wife thanks i, I appreciate what she does you're a good second wife you're never gonna be first wife <laughs> you're such a fucking asshole <laughs> <laughs> but anyway enough about me you have endured your own struggles lately i imagine oh man well i've I've heard a little bit and i've brushed you off so many times in the past couple of weeks and i'm sorry i know and i just spill my heart out to you and you're just like i gotta i gotta do my test (laughs) it's like what i respond to you like eight nine hours later right and i see that you read it because you made me download that stupid bbm app (laughs) i love bbm don't hate (laughs) it's the most ridiculous app that doesn't even work it works but yeah i'm um because last time we talked about the home buying process i was on my first offer first house first offer second offer what i'm seven offers in and I've mm. even, the last house I went 15 over asking price and I still didn't get it. Told you, you got to go 30 deep. <laughs> That's just so ridiculous though. It's a market the way it is right now. That's East L- it's East LA. And you're buying during springtime, like the end of winter, beginning of spring. That's when everyone's moving. Mm. So you're going to get hit with a hot buyer's market. 
Yeah, this yeah, it's 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 been brutal, man. Even like I had a spot in Wilmington that I put an offer on, and it just went off the market this morning. So I just I did read that message. Yeah, that's pretty sad. I thought I'd tell you in case you didn't. I wasn't sure. Good good insurance policy there. <laughs> so okay, I I think we spoke about the fact that you were uh, trying to mitigate your weight loss. Oh yeah. Or I, I should say mitigate your health. Yeah. Well. What's going on? I thought about going to the gym yesterday. That's good. Thinking burns calories. I think I, I think I read that somewhere. It does. It, I was, it was so exhausting. I actually fell asleep early. But I know. <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, I actually. There was a moment of silence right there that was not an editing flaw. It was complete. Like, I didn't know how to respond to that. <laughs> in all seriousness, though, I actually am down 10 pounds, but that's just because I've changed my diet a little bit. Dieting helps. Um. I need to get active though, and I actually I'm in a creative funk right now, so I feel like I need to, to hit the gym just to just change up my routine. Maybe that's what I need too. Maybe we should do it together. You live too far. No, not like physically together. Oh. I don't think uh, I don't think you can hang with my regiment. Oh wow. <laughs> okay. No, really, I'm I'm very out of shape right now, especially after, after last year. But uh, I think we do need to do it together. Yeah, for sure. Accountability, I think. Uh, we could definitely do a better job at with each other. Oh, could you hear that? You poured, <laughs> poured, poured right into the fucking mic. You might as well just hold it right there. It was behind the mic. It wasn't even in front of the mic. Like, they don't know we drink. You kind of have to when you do these things. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> anyway, um, it, it's it's tough trying to keep to, keep to a schedule, especially when you have so many things going on, especially when you're being hard on yourself about having that creative funk. Yeah. I'm sure that stresses you out. Oh, bro, yeah, it's ridiculous. But on on the positive end, just trying to stay busy and try to stay working, uh, I did try something new with the podcast and how we distribute it, and I actually, we created a YouTube, um, and we're starting to put clips out there, and we're actually getting some pretty good feedback, which is I thought really cool. But that's just, I felt like it was something different. I needed to just, like I mentioned like in a couple episodes ago, <clears throat> sometimes you need a small victory. And I felt like that was like a little small victory because I just wasn't really making anything great. Maybe having a couple more of those will help a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Maybe posting a blog post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't. Know. I haven't I haven't been there either. I mean, so focused to the point where it just removes you from everything else. You're focused on your home buying. I'm focused on something completely. Yeah, different. I, that it takes that, a lot stre- of that stress is crazy. It that, does. That is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It um. Is. But yeah, man, so let's get into today's episode. So we have our first guest today. I mean, this is awkward, but I guess, you know, you've never met. So, Turk, this is my friend Leslie. Leslie, this is Turk. Welcome to the show, Leslie. Thanks for having me. Nice to meet you. Well, as always, it's a pleasure to have our, not really first guest. Yeah, she is our first guest. She is our first guest. Yeah, I mean, of course, we're going to have Sankey's at the end of the show, but that's... Sankey's, yeah, I mean... His He's, moment will come one day. His moment will come. <laughs> He's a very deep character. Man. I don't I don't think one episode will do him justice, so mm. we might need to spread that out yeah. a little bit more. But anyway, Leslie, this has been a long time coming, actually. I, yes, I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to have you here finally. Right? Let's let's get into a little bit about you. Tell yeah. our tell our listeners who you are, what you're about. I'm like a myriad of shit. No. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Uh well when we first got to know each other, it was through a mutual friend, we'll call her. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. We'll say that. Um, <laughs> I figured. Yeah. <laughs> and then from that, you became my photographer mm-hmm. for a blog I used to run called Fly Coast to Coast, mm-hmm. which I do with my sister. Yeah. Um, that was great. Lasted for a while. So what was that blog about? That was like a fashion style blog. Um, I guess it kind of in. Let's see. And it told my style, like as an LA girl who lived on the East Coast because I went to school in DC. And then my sister, who's from L.A., but now lives in New York. So it was just kind of us, like, you know, bouncing ideas off of one another, showing how, you know, our style has been infiltrated by the separate coasts and just inspired and all that shit. It was cool, you know. <laughs> At the time, crazily enough, there weren't, like, a bunch of fashion blogs. Now, hmm. there are, like, hoes making six figures yeah. off of standing against a brick wall. Like, mm-hmm. nobody was doing that at the yeah, time. You know what I mean? that's true. It, the social media, land, the, the internet landscape yeah. really yeah. is transformed so this much was, this was like mid 2000s yes. that we were doing that so that's pretty early so that's like college years yeah 
Shortly yeah. after. Yeah, yeah, shortly after. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Right. 2010s. So, I was yeah. pretty alone in that world. There were no, like, black girls really doing it. No women of color. Like, yeah. So, it's, the, the landscape has changed vastly since then. Um, but that grew into me, you know, doing media consulting, doing PR. Um, that's what I went to college for. That was some bullshit. College. You know. <laughs> college. That actually was great, but you know, just like working for someone else and making somebody else's dream come true, I just realized it really wasn't for me. You were the jealous type? No, I was the type actually to like to go hella hard, but I think people just knew that I wasn't the kind to stay in this menial role for a long time. Why? Um, because I'm just a boss bitch, for lack of a better phrase. Hmm. Like, I like to do my own stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't have any issue saying that. Are you going to start speaking in the third person shortly? Yes. Leslie is amazing. <laughs> no. Um, no, I mean, I just really think that I enjoyed doing things with other people and for them. But I think people always knew that I just wasn't the kind to be there for a really long time. Sure. You know, so they don't want to invest in you so much because they know you're not that invested in them. Right. Um, so that just kind of spiraled into me like hella searching for jobs. And that was at the time when everybody was looking for a job. So, you know, nobody was getting hired. So I was just at home like hella depressed. And then a friend of mine who most people know is Issa Rae called me. Um, she's the genius behind Awkward Black Girl, The Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl, and a bunch of other things. She's amazing. And she called me and she's like, Leslie, you're funny. I want you to do this show for me and come do it. I was like, nah, that's cool. I don't want to look at myself on camera and I don't think anybody wants to hear my voice that bad. So I told her no like eight times. And then finally she was like, no, I'm going to get you a camera. You'll do it. And I said, if you get me a cameraman, okay. And that kind of like took off and let Leslie tell it became something. I also love to cook because I like to eat. <laughs> and so <laughs> a friend of mine named Chris and I, we used to have like ghetto dinner parties because we were broke because we didn't have a job. Right. So, you know, we would like cook together and like cook for the homies. That then spawned into a television show that's now called Butter and Brown that has recently been picked up for television. And so here we are. So I caught a couple of those episodes. They were pretty cool. I appreciate They're it. Clever. Thank you. And I like the fact that you guys kind of, uh, you guys went the whole nine instead of just stopping at cooking. Appreciate it. So that was very different. I, w I found it entertaining, even, you know, not being black, which <laughs> Quote I, unquote. I still <laughs> I still claim to this day that I have Egyptian ancestry. Hey. I'm technically African-American. You are. Technically, right? At least you acknowledge that Egypt is in Africa because some people refuse to do that. Hollywood, I'm talking to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, thought you were, I thought you were talking about the white kid with dreads at that right. one video. You see that? <laughs> Definitely that guy, too. First time you met. First time I met Leslie. Um, oh, boy. Man, this was... So uh, how did you guys meet? Through a mutual friend. <laughs> okay, we discussed that already. Yeah. Can you, can you go a little bit more in depth? Pancake breakfast. That's who, how I knew her. It's through a girl I dated. That's how I met Leslie. There you go. Okay. Oh, that's what you wanted? Mm. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> well, we, we did reference Pancake Breakfast. Yeah, yeah. We, we didn't did. give any background on that. No, mm. we didn't. And I don't know if we... I mean, what background is there to give? It's. She liked pancakes. Actually, she did not. And so... Oh, yeah, that's right. My bad. <laughs> that's why it was an issue. She liked pancakes. <laughs> okay. You keep using air quotes today. Nobody knows what <laughs> us... She um, liked air quote pancakes. Air okay. Quote. <laughs> anyway, anyway, my, one of my first memories of Leslie was actually it was the first time I got to meet um, uh, her friends. Uh, I don't know. Okay, so the girl I was dating first time I met her friends, which Leslie was a part of that group. Uh, I forget what we were doing, but I remember we had just gone back from somewhere. Everyone was dressed up, and someone said, "Hey, you hungry?" And I was like, "Yeah, I want some carne asada fries. You guys want fries? You want fries?" <laughs> And so we just rolled out and just Hell got some carne yeah. stop rice and just like <laughs> rubbed on that like two in the morning, I think probably. Yes. And that was like our first time like meeting and talking. But the first time I actually remember actually having a conversation with you and actually building with you, mm. I think we were at Excess in Vegas. Hmm. And the thing that always stood out in my mind uh, with, with you and that night, well, it's funny because Cliff actually, he's like, go talk to Leslie because she's over in the corner. <laughs> she's not coming to the dance floor. And I was just like, oh, okay, because I don't really feel like dancing either. So I went over there and talked to you and I was like, how come you're not dancing? Like, I, I came here to get pretty. I'm not going to sweat. And that's what it is. That's and I was what like, oh, it is. Okay. And so we just talked for like an hour <laughs> while everyone was out dancing. What did it? What uh, what kind of bridged the gap between no conversation and conversation? I like the confidence. Thank personally. you. Personally. What did it for you? What? Okay. When you have conversation <laughs> with people, 
there is a a form of attraction. Mm-hmm. It's not physical necessarily, mm-hmm. but it's. I guess you can say it is borderline emotional. There's a reason you stay. Right. I think it's probably because me and Leslie like to talk shit. Yes. And 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 there's this combination of talking shit and people watching, which could make us petty. Sure. Petty LaBelle. <laughs> Damn. But it is just, <laughs> it's just fun. It's, you know, just like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Right. What is he doing? I remember that night, too. <laughs> Those shoes were cute, but they were not for dancing. Right. It was the 48-hour party. That yes. was We literally left on like a 7 o'clock. Sankeys actually was there, too. He was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's actually uh, hailing himself. Right <laughs> we left like a 7 o'clock uh in the evening on a friday and we were back by like 7 a.m right. sunday i like those i miss those i really do oh man i don't know if i do i don't know if i miss those or not i do i i really do the nostalgia sets in you really kind of block out the fact that they were hell right transportation <laughs> the night the yeah. energy all zero but when you look back you're like fuck that was cool I think driving there and the anticipation of getting to Vegas, because, you know, that's like kind of the, the big place right. to go when you're younger. You're at a 10. It, yeah. Right? You know, and you're going and you're just, you're, you're just. But what about the drive there. home? That is brutal. That so is you're at worst. a zero. You're at, yeah, it's the worst. So it's a good memory in the end. It's a five. <laughs> <laughs> it averages out to a I was, five. I was a five even a good memory. That's it's like, a good memory. That's failing. That's For me, yeah. in, in certain <laughs> circles, yes. In most circles, a five is passing. Okay. I was an engineer. The curve was very, very generous. Mm. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, I said, yeah, like I remember, but I was not an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you guys met Vegas, all that. Yeah. What, what developed from there? I mean, I mean, that, we met, that was, that was even like probably like a year before you even started doing the blog. Yeah. Before we started working together in photography. Uh, and it was just because of that became our inner circle. That became our group of people that we hung out with on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just kind of built from there. So all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were just together a lot. And I think, you know, you just start to see somebody all the time. You start to ask some questions. You get to know them a little better. And then I think even when people in relationships, you know, you start out as like, oh, that's my homegirls, man. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's just like, oh, yeah, hey. And right. then it ends up being like, you know, that, that's my friend. Like yeah. I told Randy the other day, I was like, low key dog, we're besties. Like, <laughs> don't don't trip like you know i mean you my boy so i think you know it just you develop relationships over time mm-hmm. if you know if you really like the person significant yeah. other because if you don't fuck with him you'd be like mm, that's yeah. homegirls man. yeah yeah <laughs> you know whatever there is a, a, a line right there and so you you got to be careful not to cross it but then you might miss out on something completely good so if that never fell apart what would have happened if randy and and pancake breakfast never <laughs> fell apart i mean I See, wouldn't be doing tough. this podcast. I'll right. tell you that. Right. <laughs> There's that. Um, That's true. I think there wouldn't have been a break in our friendship. Right. No, there wasn't. To be honest. And, the, and there was. And it's, and it's funny. During that break, I actually saw your now husband mm. more than I saw yeah. you. And that was, that was kind of interesting. And yeah. I, I, I ran with it. It was cool. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's cool. I like him. He's nice. He's, he's a cool cat. So it was, it was you know, just kind of like, okay, well, right. this is my life now. So. Right have to kind of live with it you go with the punches yeah yeah i think that would have been it though there probably just would have been no break no break relationship what happened well i mean straight up and down you know when you go through a breakup there's a separation of friends and there's certain lines that are drawn where you okay we actually used to hang out we used to continue doing the photo stuff uh for her blog after we broke up but yeah after we had broken up we have to tell that story eventually which one pancake breakfast randy didn't get me in the divorce basically yeah you have to pick friends. <laughs> you have to choose sides, rather. Right. When, you, when you're on that side, and and she had no loyal. Leslie had no loyalty to you. No, not at all. She had no. She had no. She not had in a disrespectful way, of course. No, no like, right. Yeah. Well, just... I mean, not like saying Keys disregard the loyalty. <laughs> really, so okay. So you picked sides. Obviously, you picked pancake breakfast. I did. And she you got me. shafted with. Oh, she picked you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. Shit. <laughs> so we had we had a draft. Right. And we had, you know, we went nine rounds. <laughs> and I was probably around seven. And you went one in 15. What? <laughs> for the rest of the season. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we're talking fantasy. Right, it was yeah. just me and Cliff. That's it. That's <laughs> you right? The, the lone wolves. Right. The, lo- the lone wolf pack. And every so often, St. Keys. But that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's... St. Keys is kind of every so often. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's not... He's one foot in Korea. But yeah, <laughs> but it's 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 funny because we actually had hung out. Um, 
what a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and you had mentioned listening to the podcast and hearing these stories and you're like i knew exactly <laughs> who you're talking about absolutely and i was like oh well that's kind of embarrassing but why i don't know i just thought it was actually i was i do have moments where i think like ah, do i really want to say these stories and sometimes i'm just like you know she's not listening so and if she does i mean this is your show this is your true. shit that's true that's it's true. your life you tell your stories yeah i tell him that every day yeah he doesn't listen to me what <laughs> <laughs> i mean you just have to be real like this is your experience you mm-hmm. know what i mean like you're talking about talking 30 to somebody but this is your 30 and that was your road to get here and yeah. so the reason that you are the 30 year old you are now is because of those experiences yeah so if you have to share them you have to share them i mean she was there. She's not going to be like, oh, my God, that shit didn't happen. I mean, it did. <laughs> so it's like. And she's probably telling her own story right, on the exactly. side. Like, Loki, he fucked me up. Right. Or, you know what? Fuck that guy. I'm a better person because of it. Whatever. You yeah. don't know that side of the story because you, you're not there. She don't need to be there. Right. You can tell your own story. That's okay. So I, I'm afraid of doing the same thing. I'm like, should I really talk about my past indiscretions? Why not? Talking about it only helps you realize the mistakes you made and helps you grow from them. That's why we have the show. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. You're right. I don't know why I was tripping. That's you know? that's on me, guys. Are we are <laughs> we done me. with the intervention? Yes. Right. Yes. That's, it really did. I felt like, what, what is this show really <laughs> about now? <It's> just... <laughs> Do you feel better? <laughs> okay, so we chose sides. Yes. You chose Pancake Breakfast. You chose Cliff, unfortunately. And <laughs> the roads. <laughs> I love Cliff. <laughs> He'll be listening to this like, fuck you, man. Right. Um, <laughs> the roads eventually converged again so mm-hmm. you guys crossed paths what happened randy missed me yeah straight up and down that's that's what it came down to you know and uh no um <laughs> there was i think it was like you said you were always hanging out with jordan yeah it was just that's, like... that's kind of what it was and i know i know that caused issues and i'm sorry about that for me so i heard oh i think again it just goes back to the loyalty factor that Turk was talking about like yeah. you know i was okay. trying to be loyal yeah <laughs> so um it just turned into, hey, you know, if you're going to be... Because, you know, we still have a, a few other mutual right. friends and groups that, that kind of, you know, any given day could be, you know, Pancake Breakfast is there and it's... Right. But that's fine. That's a reality you have to live with now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a reality we have to live with a lot of relationships that are in close proximity and share the same circle of friends, essentially. Yeah. I don't have that because I tend to separate... I tend to separate clicks and almost deliberately because I don't like intermingling friends. <laughs> I don't. It's weird. Uh, I've done it a couple of times. It's worked, but that's the extent of my experimentation. I'm not going to do it anymore, primarily because I like if I if I need X, I can get X from group Y. If I need Z, I can get Z from group A. I don't need different. I, I don't need one group to give me everything because then I'll get tired of people. All right, I get tired of people real quick. You're in full GMAT mode right now, <laughs> and I am not following you. Just want to put that out there. Like I, two different groups of friends provide yeah, no, different. I get backgrounds. what you're saying. I get what you're right? saying. I'm just the fact you had to make it into a formula. That's... The 21st can't come soon enough. Right, right. Jesus. <laughs> Man. I'm in the mindset. I just right. You're so you'll kill it. It's not that hard. Something. I promise. Thank you. I hope so. <laughs> all right. So, pancake breakfast. So pancake breakfast. Yeah. So I think uh, it it all came back around. Really had to be recently. Yeah. Um, I think we ran into each other at a, uh, a birthday friend's party. Yeah, birthday party. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so weird at this stage of life. It's, like, it's not even our friend's birthday party. It's our friend's kid's Freaking birthday kids. party. What? You know, Welcome. and I was talking, I was talking to – Right. I was talking to Cliff about this the other day. You get to a certain point of, of what party means, right? Because mm-hmm. the kid's like, all right, cake, piñata, that's the party. That's the, <laughs> that's the pinnacle. Then you grow up, and then you're like, okay, well, now we're putting supermodels in the cab, and we're going home. And then you're back to – putting candy back in the pinata for a little kid right as an adult and it's just like full circle where the fuck am i right now full circle that's where you're at but where okay so we haven't completed the circle yet okay sorry continue yeah life goes on full circle brought you to now yeah and now we're talking about relationship woes whether you're committed or not you have them right yes your commitment issues. Why the bitter beer face? Where, where are you coming? <laughs> I have been listening. Dr. Phil is Continue. in the house. <laughs> yeah, right. Everything everything for this guy it comes back to commitment issues. It's rare that we get a guest that sides with me. We, this is I, our first guest. Exactly why it's rare. <laughs> oh my so God. I have to relish in the moment. All right, so what do you want to take this? So we went, we went, we went from full circle to now. 
Because you, you were the one that said, you're like, I'm, I'm actually interested in seeing what, you know, you have to say about interracial. I am. I really want to know. I think, like, <laughs> where you are now, like, you've dated all these black women. I've dated more than just black no, women. No, I know. He has a type, though. He does. He does have a type. He does. Okay. Look. Uh, okay. Okay. I'm not, I'm not fighting it. I'm just saying, okay, let's. <laughs> I mean, you know. I had to think about that real quick. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what is it to think You about? have a type. And it's what? Have you ever played Connect the Dots or, or performed no, I have, Connect the Dots? Let's. Okay. Welcome to Connect the Dots with Perry and Les. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so we go from full circle to relationships, and it it goes without saying that relationships always come full circle. Okay. Circles technically don't have a terminus, but in most cases, they do. If you look at beginning and end points, right? We're going back into GMAT mode here. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was deep. All right. Yeah, that was. I was just like, then isn't it a crescent? Like that's. I don't know. I don't know. It's an arc. Thank you. Crescents are actually shapes. They are. So I didn't take geography or ge- geometry. You sure didn't, because it's sh- not geography. <laughs> <laughs> he took something though. Okay, so we 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 went full circle with the relationship. It it ended a relationship. Yeah. With Leslie blossomed, and Leslie's obviously been listening to the show. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's a fan of the show. I don't maybe Debatable. I shouldn't call her a fan. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> she's more of a critic of the show <laughs> than, than anything fair. really. Invested listener. So what do you think of the show? Um, I actually love it, to be very honest and frank with you. And Randy knows if I didn't, I would tell you. Um no, I really like it. And that's not the reason why we have her on, by the way. <laughs> but it, it is a perk, right? You know. Um, I really enjoy it. I like listening. And I think that there's so many good aspects of like being 30. And I think it's an age that's so talked about, but also still so misunderstood. So it's amazing to just like hear everybody's different perspectives about it. It's been cool listening to Randy's um, relationships outside of his relationships, (laughs) Um, especially because I kind of had a, a vantage point to some of them. And so that's been intriguing. Um, God, I fear the day when I actually have one of my friends on here. If that day ever <laughs> comes, it's like, dear God. No, I mean, but it's great. Like, I think it's interesting listening to somebody else that's a parent, you know, that's also 30. Because for the longest time, I was the only parent in our circle. That was very strange. So you were the first. I was the first and only for a very long time. But that's now I finally other people. It, You know, it, it was lonely at times. It's kind of hard, right? Yeah. Because you're trying to find someone that you can relate to that, that can kind of see eye to eye with where you're at. But all your friends are out partying and doing stuff. And you're, all, you're on the outside looking in now. Absolutely. I mean, Leslie was always on the inside looking out as well. Right. So that must too. have been even worse for you <laughs> in that regard. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely hard because I had to choose. But I think the thing that people forget sometimes is that sometimes I didn't want to go out. Like, I wanted to be with my baby. You know what I mean? Like, I like her. She was the a cool kid. The mentality changes. Right. The mentality yeah. changes. I think some people, when they have kids, are like, yo, this kid fucked my life up. They interrupted my life. Like, that's that bullshit. Stay with your grandma. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it was definitely like, I'm grateful that I had my mom there to right. support and, right. you know, all that. But there were definitely times where I was cool with being at home. You know, like, and, and my friends struggled with that at first. They're like, why don't you want to come out? Like, we're 23. You don't want to go out. I mean, yeah, sure, but. So you got started real young. I mean, not real yeah. young to the point where it right. was kind of like... Uh, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Right. You got started at a time where everyone was hitting their stride mm-hmm. and they were kind of going on the up. And you were really maintain. You were trying to maintain, yeah. at least. It was, it was interesting. It was like... It was such a blow to, I think, who I was, too. Because I then, in that instant, felt like a statistic. How so? crazy. Um, I think because... Black single mother. Black single mom. Like, you know, daddy ain't nowhere to be found. Like, you know, like, he just... It, it was that whole little story that I wasn't... You know, that just wasn't me. Like, anybody who knew me. So much so, and I'll say this, like, when people found out I was pregnant, I remember someone told, like an adult that had known me forever. And that adult looked at that person and was like, you are a liar. That would never happen to Leslie. And they were like, it, no, it did happen to her. Like, she's pregnant. And they were like, why would you say that? That's lies. You know what I mean? And so, like, they, they had to see me for them to believe it. Because wow. I just wasn't that type of person. It was uncharacteristic. Like, it was uncharacteristic. You know what I mean? Like, why would smart Leslie, like, make a stupid decision? Well, it's not necessarily a stupid decision. It's irrational. No, I, it was I, stupid as fuck. That decision. Uh, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> you, ha- you can maintain that opinion. But from my standpoint, there is no decision that could be warranted. It's stupid primarily mm. because we... 
regardless of, of maintaining clairvoyance at the moment of making a decision, you made that decision. That's true. You have to live with it. Yeah. By demeaning yourself, not saying that you're doing this, but I like to look at it more of a positive way. By kind of putting yourself down, you're not doing yourself, uh, uh, you're not doing yourself justice. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had the power to say, hold up. But Absolutely. You, didn't. you consciously made the effort to do what you did to get where you are today. And it made you a better person for that because it made you learn. That's true. It gave you a life lesson. That's definitely true. So whether or not you want to look at it in that regard, that's completely up to you. And you you do agree to an extent. but No, no, no. And I can go with that. And I think that that's why, like, the choice to be a good mother or even the choice, like, I remember I went back to school to, like, finish my senior year of college. And, again, I like I said, I went to school in D.C. And so when I left and I got back to school, a lot of my friends were just like, Leslie, like, you don't have time for that. Just, like you should just have an abortion. And I, you know, for me, I just felt like that's not the choice for me because I made a choice to have sex with somebody. Like, you know, for me, I just felt like that's not the option for me. That's That wasn't a birth control option for me. And so at that moment, I had already decided, like, I'm just going to be a mom. Like, and I got to deal with this however I deal with it. And so being becoming a mother at 23 was obviously in the cards for me. And, I mean, I took it in stride. There were definitely hard times, but... You know, it was interesting being, like, the only parent. And I think that's when Randy was talking about, like, just, you know, dating as a single parent and, like, how that shit was crazy. And, you know, since you were talking about relationships. Yeah, I just and, it's, about and it's crazy to think, looking back, like, you know, 23, and, you, yeah, you were on the dating scene, and you had, yeah. I can't remember if you had somebody at the time, or maybe we just didn't like him. I don't remember. Probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, right, we, we, we didn't, we like, didn't him. like him. The jury is out. <laughs> I was so deep in pancake. I was just, <laughs> <laughs> you were that toast sounds, deep in pancake. <laughs> that sounds all kinds of wrong, by the way. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> it really was. Yeah, no. I, I, yeah, it was interesting. So Pancake mm-hmm. was an interesting individual. Yes. Very unique in that regard. Yes. That I can go out on a limb because I know the, the background behind the story, which we will discuss at one point <laughs> one in time. Of these I okay. All right. Oh, we will. But I, I can regard that as, as more of a, and this sounds kind of fucked up, but it's more of a racial thing. Mm. I have a feeling a lot of that emotion, a lot of that vigor, a lot of that toxicity came from the whole dissolving into chaos because it was a racial thing. And actually, you alluded to that when you were telling me stories at, at times throughout. You were like, I, I feel some kind of tension. Maybe not overtly, like you didn't outright say it, but there was some underlying. You know, you know. it's it's funny you say that. And I've never actually talked about this. There was one time actually when we first, the day I met Brundle, actually, <laughs> we went to the beach. It was a whole group of us. Mm-hmm. And um, me and Pick, I decided to go for a walk. And as we're walking down the beach, you know, we're hand in hand. And it was just, you know, supposed to be sweet and romantic. And she's like, do you see all those people staring at us? And I'm like, no, what? are you talking about mm-hmm. and she's like they're looking at us i can tell they don't they don't like that we're together and i was just like i mean it wasn't those words exactly but it was yeah it was that's what it was, and I was that was like the first time i've ever no it's not the first time i've ever seen it or heard it but like it was just something it was different mm-hmm. and it and it's funny because before i got into that relationship cliff and lorenzo actually took me aside and they said listen you're getting in a relationship with a black woman this is going to be very different and you just need to know uh, I forget what they told me. It was a bunch of random things. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? It's like, funny it's, that you had to have someone preface a relationship. But it's true. From the outside, too. It's very true. Maybe so. And and maybe that, maybe the fact that you nonchalantly just dismissed that advice yeah. on the spot yes. just kind of set you into a downward spiral. Yeah, and I remember it was probably, I think we were in San Diego for a photo shoot. And I was taking everybody down the, from the label at the time. And... Pancake had walked in, and I don't know what I did. I did something to like fix something, like on her like, eyebrow or whatever. That was just like, like poked up, and I just you know fixed it, and it made her mad because it was in front of people, and like, and it's funny because Cliff and Lorenzo were right there when it happened. <laughs> they excused themselves and just walked right out the room, and I was just like, okay, so am I about to get reprimanded right now? Like, what do you do in that regard, in that situation, when you have friends present and you have a conflict? I know, whenever I have had friends. And relationship conflict comes up, I fucking, I just do it. I get it over with right there in front of everyone. But I'm an asshole like that. Yeah, you are. What, you, what, <laughs> what do you do? You, See, go, I, you fucking find a room and close the door and say, baby, 
Well, yeah. Tell me what's on your yeah, mind. Yeah, I mean, no, you should ab- step absolutely. to the side. Absolutely. I'm, I'm kind of not arguing public. Though. I'm a hothead, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Um, towards the end of it, I think I, I kind of got there. But uh, in, in it, when I was in that relationship, it was definitely one of those things where okay well let's 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 take a let's take a second let's mm-hmm. let's talk about this what's really the issue um and and did sometimes you feel like that sorry but did you feel like that made it better no so what what <laughs> no, maybe the approach did. maybe the approach needed to be what the fuck your problem babe right <laughs> I, in front of everyone i didn't want to do that i didn't want to be that guy i really didn't granted i ended up i think I, there was probably a couple times where i did while out a little bit um or I'd just like be in my own head and I just don't want to talk to anybody when we'd be out. Cause like we'd be, we'd be about to go somewhere and then she like pick an argument with me as we're like ringing the door about to walk in somewhere. And I'm <laughs> just like, and then I get like, oh, hi. Right. And then just go Gear to the back headlines. and then like, go to the backyard to clear my head. Like, you got to right unwind real yeah. quick before you fucking take it out on someone else. Yeah. Inadvertently. Yeah. Been there. It, it happens. And that's, that's one of those things where you got to take it in stride. You can't really hold it. You can't really just let it faster. You got to take it in stride or you got to deal with it. One yeah. of two things. Yeah, I'm not the kind of argue in public with my significant other. I just won't do it. Yeah. No, I'm the so kind of get silent. And then, like, you I, know, they'll come up to me and be like, what's wrong? I mean, and Jordan will tell you this. Yeah. He does that. Like, he'll be like, what's wrong? And I'm like, Mm-mm. see, I do that too. <laughs> I do that too. And I hate the fact that I hate the fact that women tend to shut down. I'm generalizing a little bit. You I hate the are. fact that my wife tends to, to, to shut down, but that's yeah. her thing too. And she likes to internalize something, deal with it on her own and get rid of it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, Hey, let me help you work mm-hmm. that out because it helps me understand you a little bit better, but she doesn't quite understand where I'm coming from because she deals with things in her own way. And I deal with things in mine. But I think in generalizing, I think that's like a masculine thing to do as well, because I think men by nature are fixers. Asserting dominance. by Right. And so they're solve. like, there's a problem. It needs to be fixed. Tell me the problem so we can move forward. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so they'll that's ask fair. you like, what's going on? If And, and women will be like, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it, you know, and it could be that she's thinking and she's like trying to, you know, sort get her out. thoughts together and mm-hmm. see like, am I really mad? What am I really mad about? Or maybe, you know, she's just pissed off at the moment and just doesn't want to talk to you. But I think by nature, men are very like, there are those moments <laughs> right? like, where shut up. I don't want to talk to you. You know what I mean? But yeah, but <laughs> see for, for me, when I was with pancake, there was also this idea of maintaining a facade, mm-hmm. maintaining this, this front of like, everything's cool. Everything's good. And it was at a certain point, there was just no way to maintain it anymore. If you're constantly in conflict, that's fucking difficult. Yeah. Well, no, I wouldn't say we were constantly in conflict. So it was Y'all cycles. Y'all were in conflict of, every six months. It was, it was cycles. It was yeah. It was cycles of Very conflict. But cycles tend to take a while to come back to point the the or, origination point where then you have to just revisit the thing again and again and again. It might not have looked like the same issue to you from the inside looking out, but it probably was just kind of reincarnated in a different form i can agree with that I'm, I'm completely missing it i don't i don't understand why it could have been an issue that was deeply rooted in something oh, okay but you never got to the root cause right and oh yeah superficial crap just kept building on top oh yeah and you never were able to just to really get to the problem well yeah. i mean that was the same that happened in my last relationship mm-hmm. and i tried to handle things significantly differently in that relationship because i you know one i really wanted it to work of course but two I wanted to be better than I was in the previous with Pancake, right? So I, I tried to do a lot more, be a lot more understanding, be a lot more, what, you're going to say something? Second girlfriend after, first girlfriend after Pancake Breakfast race. Technically black. <clears throat> Half Panamanian, so Afro-Latino. But blank. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so you have a type. That, that's two girls out of all the girls I've dated. You, you're starting girls? to develop a pattern. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so completely disregard everything else or we everyone know. else. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Because okay. this is this is where you're building. Right. Those other relationships are kind of superficial. They're a wash at this point. Yeah. And I probably shouldn't say like the twenty four twenty four year old is also black too. Well, well, well. Right. Well, I mean, okay, look, you're you're having to figure out the hard way what we're able to see from the outside looking in. At least me. Maybe I'm maybe I'm coming at something uh, coming on to something that is not really there but i have a feeling it is and and leslie's looking at me like she knows okay (laughs) it's a it's a racial thing you have a problem attracting the wrong person primarily because you're not approaching the relationship from the right way 
Does that make any sense? But how, how does that play into racial? Everything. Everything. You're dealing with a completely different set of emotions, a completely different set of cultural upbringing. Yeah. Every, everything factors in. And it. now that you say that, that, that also reminded me of what Cliff told me when I, before I started dating Pancake. And he's like, mm-hmm. you have to understand the scrutiny that a black woman is under when you go into a relationship with one. Because mm-hmm. that's also going to be... Uh, I can't think of the word, but it's like... It's present in your relationship. It's present, but it's like everything that you do because you're so much closer and um, in a more intimate relationship with that person, it's a heightened... Everything you say is heightened. And it, it just... it's. You have to watch yourself. Yeah. And I was just like, what? You're, that's ridiculous. What are you talking about? That's- you're kind of right to an extent. You shouldn't have to. But then you carry that sense of entitlement where you might trip yourself up. Yeah. You might say something that is really out of line and you think, oh, no, it's fine. And then turns out it's not you're making matters worse i mean i think that they're so i mean if people don't know like i'm married to a white guy and i think that and and you are and i am a black guy look <laughs> and i'm black i mean but i think what? that what? 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 no one told what? me this in in, in pre-production my bad sankeys 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 this is why sankeys isn't in the podcast this He's is why sankeys doesn't us. have a mic right silence <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, I mean, so I think that there were so many things that he had to learn, you know, when he first started dating Probably me. Probably still learning. And it's still learning, I was going to say, and it's still learning. And ironically, the same friend, <laughs> Cliff, had that same conversation with my husband. You know, he was just like, there are things that you have to understand in dating. Is Cliff like the godfather right, of black like relations, black interracial relations? I, I was about to say, if, <laughs> if your relationship didn't work out, now we know the consistent Cliff fact. is Here a common is denominator. Right, but because it, it has worked. We Damn know it, that it's me. Fucked up. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, I think that there are definitely just things to learn. Like, it's different, you know, when you date anybody from a, a different cultural background. Yeah. But I think that in dating a black woman, I mean, I've told Jordan that several times. Like, we've, we've been out and we walk into a room and I'm like, now the whole room is looking at us. Like, everybody's looking at us. And he's like, no, they're not. And I said, but you as a white man don't notice this because you're a white man. So you never go anywhere and feel like you're getting looked at. I walk in someplace and I'm always going to look that whether it's because my hair is massive or anything. And it could just be me feeling that way. <laughs> it is. I have a feeling you, but I, I was, I was pointing at you and I yeah. was like, you're, you're going down that hole. You have a chip on your shoulder, you but it's not a chip. It's a cultural stigma. Maybe it is. I mean, I, I can tell you that right now because I feel the exact same way. Okay. And why, why, why do you feel the same way? We're all not white here, in case you oh. haven't noticed. I just, in case I, I, no I thought, one knew. Well, I thought you were about to... is questionable. He's <laughs> <laughs> a light-skinned motherfucker over here. He's like the whitest problems. guy in the room right now, aside from this Jeep right here. Oh, but, Pierre. Oh, Pierre. Yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got a lot to work out in terms of our own cultural backgrounds. We bring a lot to this culture, this melting pot, air quotes, <laughs> that we call the U.S. culture. I like to think of it as, and this is a complete tangent, but I like to think of it as we all bring our own unique selves to the table and we make that work. That is the American culture. I'm very much against bringing my cultural heritage into the forefront and just focusing on my cultural heritage. That's selfish of me. I'm taking away from someone else's opportunity to provide their perspective on what the American culture should be. But then again, there's there's the argument in the, to, to contradict that is if I don't if I don't embolden myself and bring out my own cultural uh, background, I'm not contributing to the American culture. So there's a trade off. Yeah. Where do you find that balance? Mm. And I, I feel like where we find that balance is by just shedding all of those preconceived notions that people are judging us based on the color of our skin and just be. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that. I'm totally comfortable with just being, but I know that there's always a perception because I'm a black woman. So you're not comfortable. No, I'm very comfortable being me. There, I think other people an- are comfortable being around me and with me being me. And I'll say this because I don't think by and large, when I walk into a place instantly, everyone's clutching their purse and they're like, Oh my God, the black girl is here. By no means do I think that. Like, I, you know, I just, I don't think that, I'm sorry. But. Sankey's <laughs> <laughs> looking at the levels like, like fuck. Don't scream, girl. Um, but I think by and large, when people see my husband and I out, one, I think there's, their curiosity is peaked. I think they're kind of like, how the fuck did those two end up together? Like, where did they meet? You know what I mean? Because as my, one of my very best friends said to me, he was like, yo, that white boy is white. 
And I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Look at the last name. <laughs> like, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, he's white. But I think some people, and they've said this to me, like, in knowing me, they said, I, I didn't imagine you with a white guy. And to me, I'm like, why? You don't know, like, I like men. Like, you look good. You treat me good. Then I'm fucking with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless there's an issue with that, I don't see the problem. And so I think people look at me and they thought, and I, I've asked people, why do you think that? And they're like, let's see, because you black as hell. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But I think, that, and, and by that, I think they mean that I'm, I am who I am regardless. Like, I have not changed because I'm dating Jordan. I've not shed, you know, some of my quote-unquote blackness because I'm dating him. Like, this is what it is. I'm still who I am. And I think that he's had to get used to that as I've had to get so used to that. So the question becomes, do you feel like you will ever reach that point where you will lose some part of yourself? Because um, I have to ahead. preface that statement okay. with the fact that relationships take compromise. Yes, so over time, you're going to develop things that you're going to maintain your own personality. And I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I've seen this play out in my own relationship. Mm. So this is why I'm like, this is interesting. You become so much of yourself that you forget that the other person has to, and this kind of goes back to the whole cultural thing, melting pot. The other person has to contribute too. So where mm. do you draw the line? To stop being yourself, to let them be themselves. Or mm. do you find the middle ground somehow, some way? Well, let's let's take in 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 comparison because you you are technically Caucasian. Re well, really, you're mm -hmm. not. You don't go by other. I try, but it's been in an uphill battle there because I think they're taking other off of a lot more forms than mm -hmm. they were in the past. I mean, according to the census, I'm other. I'm Caucasian technically. I'd, I'm I'm from the Caucasus region. <laughs> Caucasus. <laughs> It's a fucking region out there, man. <laughs> and we have the biggest caucus. <laughs> right. My caucus is huge. No, because your your wife is what? Armenian. Armenian. And also you... Caucasian. Okay. All right, fine. <laughs> no, fine. She, we're it, talking intercultural now. Okay, if we're so, talking intercultural and cultural differences, right? Technically, from, the Armenian. From, from black and Latino to now black and white to. Yeah, UB. Middle Eastern. Okay, look, Armenians do not date outside of Armenian. They yeah. do not. And that is a. That, that that is a fucking fact. What the Kardashians are doing say, right unless now? Unless you're a Kardashian, right. right? What the Kardashians are doing right now is completely fucking unorthodox. But then again, they're not like what Armenians would right. classify as Armenian. They're Persian Armenian, not. And they would say, uh, you know, I've adopted this saying. They're not real Armenians, and they really aren't. But still, to the extent of what they're doing, it it's not normal. And what I mean by normal is not a societal standard. Mm -hmm. Armenians do not, within their own culture, date outside their culture. When my wife was trying to introduce me to her family, she really had to work a foundation into it. But it wasn't that hard for her because her parents were a lot more accepting. Now, I still get a lot of, I wouldn't say negative vibes from her family, but there are some kind of weird, you know, question, uh, questionable looks on their faces when they see me like, oh, he doesn't speak Armenian, he's not Armenian, he doesn't know our culture. Fuck, I know more mm -hmm. about their culture than some of them do sometimes. You know, and it depends on who you're talking to. Not not all of them, but yeah, some. And it goes without saying, uh, the cultures have a lot of overlap, as they do with Latino and African American. We're here now; they're going to have some overlap, regardless. We have that fortunate opportunity of being in close proximity geographically. So there you, are you talking Armenians and, and, and Middle Eastern people. Um, and I'm from Palestine, so we have mm -hmm. a lot of that. You know, that pride. Like Middle Eastern people don't date outside of Middle Eastern either. So it's one of those things where we both did something against societal norms. Mm. So we're all kind of dealing with that to an extent. It's funny that you say that because when I was at your house when we were doing the remodel stuff and, and your, and your father-in-law was there helping yep. you relay cement, it seemed like he was very into just like helping you out. But now that I think about it, maybe it's just because it's his daughter's house, yeah. not so much because he likes you and wants to help you or bond with you or whatever. It, it, I, he's a great guy. He's a really nice guy. But a part of me feels like, yeah. He, every time he looks at our relationship, he's kind of like, ah, you know, I wish it could have gone differently. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. I, I don't talk to him on that level, and the language barrier does provide some, some challenges. Uh, that goes without saying. It's one of those things where you just got to take it in stride, and I do. And I try and I live with it, and it's one of those things where eventually as the years go on, it won't be a thing anymore. You hope. Yeah. I mean, because I'm experiencing that right now. How long have you been with your with your man? Um, we've been together four years, and we've been married a year and some change now. Okay. Dang, so you, like, met him right after 
Yeah. The divorce. Yeah. <laughs> right after It wasn't that. really a divorce. It was right. a rough breakup. <laughs> it was feel uh, like it. Uh, conscious uncoupling. Right. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. precisely. The uncoupling. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think that you hope it changes. And and I, I say that just from my own experience. Um, you know, sorry. I say that from my own experience that, you know, I do hope that it changes. But if it doesn't, I also just feel like my relationship has to go on. You know what I mean? Like, and there will never be any animosity. There's no hard feelings. But, you know, it's like we're married now. We made this decision to be together. And so we're going to be together. Like, you know, I think. And then there's that question. You know, some people say, like, if your parents or your family didn't agree with who you chose, would you still go forward with it? You know, for the longest time, I used to say, like, no, I I just wouldn't do it. Like, because my family means everything to me. But I think, like, I wasn't in that position and to see my husband like say and make that choice like my family may not be all for this but i'm still with it, it i have a greater respect for people who do that mm. you just have to hope they come around i guess yeah <laughs> all right guys we hit our hour mark it's time for us to go uh but before we do leslie where can the people find you i'm everywhere at hot mommy h-a-u-t-e-m-o-m-m-i-e instagram snapchat twitter right Turk. <laughs> You can catch me on Twitter at the underscore ruined uh, Facebook. You probably won't be able to find me. Same handle. (laughs) (laughs) And Instagram. I am the ruined 007. And I am Randy Z everywhere about dot me slash I am Randy Z. You'll find everything you need to know about me. And hey, guys, guess what happened to us? We got a new URL. Yeah. So very soon you're going to see Talk30toMe.com become a reality. You can actually visit Talk30toMe as we speak. It is live and operational. However, we are going to work on migrating everything over to the new site and the new URL and get all that taken care of. Um, In the meantime, we love all your feedback on Twitter, all your comments on Facebook. We really appreciate the love, the support, the listens. Thank you very much. We're out. This is this is why <laughs> you don't get to talk on the podcast. <laughs> say what you just right. You got something to say to me? Speak up. It's like old time. <laughs> Why the fuck be talking to you? Right. Mike me, bitch. Okay.